Hello, welcome to episode 16 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey. To explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page. It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert. Because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So without further ado, let's see what today's episode has in store. In this episode, we're exploring the reader's journey. It's something we touched on in episode two when we looked at your ideal reader. But today, it's all about the journey they go on when they read your book. Writing a book without really knowing your reader's journey is a bit of an insult to your reader. You need to know where they are on their journey, as well as where they want to be. What do they want to get out of the experience of reading your book? No, of course, you're not able to know each reader by name, but you are able to create a picture of them in your mind. When you're writing, sometimes you're so wrapped up in what you want to write about, you almost forget the reader exists. Now, I'm pretty confident you're not like that, but it's easy to slip into writing a book without considering exactly how you're going to take the reader on a journey of transformation and change. You're brimming with ideas and knowledge. You just want to get it down on the page. And I get that. I really do. But before you write, you have to get a clear idea of your reader and the journey they're on. Not only does it make the book far more helpful for them to read, but it also makes it a heck of a lot easier for you to write. So let's discover how important the reader's journey is and how you can map out a clear route for them to take. I want to start with a story that I shared in Dare to Write. Uh, I think it was probably about the chapter to do with reader's journey and how important it is to know your reader. My son, my eldest son, Ben, is um, at secondary school and when he was in year seven we went to his very first parents evening and he sat opposite his maths teacher and maths being a subject that we really wanted to understand how he was getting on whether he needed any further support so I was really looking forward to hearing what the teacher had to say particularly as Ben obviously had only just transitioned from year six to year seven and it's a big leap moving to secondary school so we sat down the teacher looked him square in the eye, shuffled his papers a little bit, uh, started to rifle through them. So I thought, well, maybe he's looking for a test result or some notes he's made. And he looked at me again and he looked at Ben and he said, who are you? Now, I understand that secondary school teachers see a lot of children every week because they teach all year groups for their subject. But I was slightly taken aback that Ben had been in this person's maths class for quite a few weeks at that point, maybe even a few months. And um, he didn't even know who Ben was and um, he didn't recognise him at all. He had, uh, thankfully, a uh, list of 
names with some photos so he could identify the, the students. And it still makes me laugh to this day. And Ben and I still talk about it to this day. The following year when Ben was in year eight, he actually asked the very same question yet again. So um, I think that maybe says more about his teaching than possibly about Ben. He did say that if Ben was well behaved, that meant that he probably um, didn't really have much to do with him in the classroom, which also makes me want to weep. But anyway, The reason I'm telling you this story is there's nothing worse than being a reader of a book and feeling as though this book isn't for you and the the author doesn't get you, doesn't understand you. You can't relate to it. You can't connect to it. So your reader has to be at the heart of your book. Don't be Ben's maths teacher and be like, no idea who I'm writing to, no idea who this is for. They have to be the reason you're writing it. Yes, I know you want to share your ideas and your knowledge to become an expert in your niche. I get all that. But fundamentally, your reader is the most important person. And in episode two, we talked about demographics and psychographics because, you know, you probably know all this already from the clients you work with, but you have to dig deeper. Psychology will tell you that people buy with emotion and justify it with logic So our decisions are based on our emotions. So when someone reaches for your book, it's from a place of emotion. Maybe they're hurting or they're confused or perhaps they're feeling inspired or motivated to change. Tapping into these emotions will make your book stand out. Here are some examples from my bookshelf to illustrate the point. First book, and one I've just finished actually, is called How to Grow Your Small Business, a six-step plan to help your business take off by Donald Miller. And he is Donald Miller from Story Brand fame. And the reason that I picked this book up is because I have a small business and I'm always looking to learn more about how I can take it to the next level, what things I can be doing to improve the systems I already have. And therefore, I picked up that book. The emotion was, I want my business to be successful. It's a pride thing. That's the emotion. I want it to do well. I want to be able to to have lots of experiences based off this business. I want to be able to provide for my family off this business. So you can see that that's, that's the emotion. Okay, it's pride, it's desire, right? The next book was Fast Like a Girl, a woman's guide to using the healing power of fasting to burn fat, boost energy and balance hormones by Dr. Mindy Peltz. The reason I picked this book up was because I heard her on a podcast and I thought, you know what, this is fascinating. At school, I didn't learn a lot about female health and hormones and I feel like as someone who is 40 and approaching menopause, I thought, you know what, I want to know more. I want to feel more empowered and in control of this process. That's why I picked that book up. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is How to Craft a Killer Cozy Mystery, an intensive guide to traditional murder mysteries and writing the modern whodunit by Andrea J. Johnson reason I picked this book up? It may be because my novel is a cosy crime novel and it's the one I'm writing at the moment and it's not a genre I've written in before. So my emotion, my reason for buying that book is a lack of knowledge and feeling nervous that I don't know how to do this and I want someone to show me the right things to consider when writing cosy crime. So as you can see, all those three book examples I've given you share the emotional part of me that asked to pick it up. You know, that voice inside that said, this is the book you need. This is going to teach you something. This is going to help and transform either my knowledge or something in my life or my business and help, you know, hopefully get me in the right direction. 
So I hope you can see now why it's so important to consider your reader's journey from start to finish when planning your book, because you have to think of them like me. Think of them like you the last time you bought a book. Why did you buy it? And as authors, it's our job when we write nonfiction to imagine we're walking alongside our reader, holding the lamp, if you like, to light the way. And that's why you've got to know them and you've got to know their journey. So let's dive in to the reader's journey. The first thing is to consider the journey a little bit like climbing a mountain. Um, And I use this analogy when it comes to all sorts of things because it's a very helpful analogy. It might be a bit cheesy, but we're going to go with it. So imagine that they're at base camp. Okay, so this is the starting point of their journey of learning or transformation. It's at this point they wander into the bookshop or they surf the internet looking for a solution. Your book has to meet them at this point. It needs to be the answer they're searching for. It needs to be the guide that says, I can help. As I've mentioned, your reader is at an emotional point here and it's where your blurb and your synopsis will do the legwork. Your introduction needs to hook them in, pulling them into your book and promising a solution. If you know, you know, when you've last looked at a book, when you've gone into a bookshop, the first thing we tend to do, we look at the cover, obviously, cover design, very important. We also look at the blurb, what's this book about generally? And then I tend to do this, and you might do it too, where you start to read the first little bit and you start to think, does this sound like something that's grabbing me and pulling me in? And that's why the introduction is so important. So how do you, how do you hook them? It's about understanding their emotions and their aspirations so that you can show empathy and prove you are the guide they need. So use your knowledge of your audience to start writing this stuff down. The most important question when you're doing this work is why? Why are they picking up your book? What's just happened in their life that spurred them on? Meet them at their current emotional state. Again, think of the last book you bought. What made you buy it when you did? Do take time to make notes on this. Do some market research. See how other books in your niche are doing this. Look at the last few business or non-fiction books you bought. Why did you choose those over maybe others within the same niche? Once you've got your base camp sorted, it's time to map out the route. Okay, now it's time to consider the journey. Maybe you've already been on it and you're writing from experience. Or maybe you've worked with so many clients who are on a similar journey that you know the similarities. What will your reader need to know and learn as they move ahead? How will you get them from base camp to their final destination? Sometimes this will take on a linear form where the transformational journey from A to B is fairly straightforward. My book, Dare to Write, is an example of that. Before you write, you need to get in the right mindset and form good habits. Then you need to understand the planning process before actually doing the writing. Once you've done that, it's time to consider publication, etc. But other books can be less linear. They just have to follow a path that makes sense. Initially, it will be in a way that makes sense to you. But before publishing, you'll need to make sure it makes sense to others too. And that's where your beta readers will come in. Essentially, these are the people that will clarify whether you've structured your book in a way that makes sense from an outsider's perspective. Developmental editors can help you with this too. Journeys are rarely straightforward, even in real life. So consider the common obstacles or diversions that might crop up for your reader. 
Does your journey take these into account? If not, how could you build them in as points to discuss? Get your notebook out again and map this out. Often these notes become chapter headings when outlining. Even if you know the journey well, writing it down can give you a clear visual representation that you're trying to achieve when writing your book. And the final part of your reader's journey is essentially the final destination. This is where your reader wants to end up. Again, it's important to consider their emotions here. If they started the journey confused, they'll want to have clarity by the end. If they came across your book because they're feeling negative about a certain situation, they'll want to end on a positive note. Emotions really are the key. Even if you're writing to give someone new knowledge, maybe about sales funnels or training their dog, you'll still need to consider how this makes them feel emotionally. Feeling confident to take your dog out on a walk without worrying they'll steal food from the nearest picnic blanket is a wonderful feeling. Believe me, my Labrador Holly once helped herself to some sausage rolls from a family's picnic and I was mortified. One final thing to consider with the end of the journey is how you want the reader to feel about you as a writer or as a coach or how you want them to feel about your brand. Ideally, they're going to go away and write you a fantastic review and tell all their friends about your book. It's also the time to think about where the book fits into your business model too. Where is it signposting people to? Is it your one-to-one offer or a group program? As Stephen Covey would say, if you're beginning with the end in mind, why not try out this activity? Put yourself in your reader's shoes. Imagine you've just finished your book. Write a review for it. What would you want it to say? How many stars would you want it to have? What impact did your book have? Now print off your review and stick it up. It'll work nicely to motivate you and remind you of what you're striving for. Understanding your reader's journey means putting yourself in their place, immersing yourself in their world, meeting them where they're at. If you're writing from real experience, you'll show them the empathy that comes from walking a mile in their shoes. Even if you haven't clocked up the blisters yourself, you'll need to speak to them as though you have. The best books I've ever read spoke to me directly. If I read Brené Brown, I know I'm guaranteed to feel various emotions. Often I feel seen, but also understood like never before. If I read Jen Sincero, I know I'm going to get a kick up the bum while laughing at the same time. I'll be in a different emotional place when I reach for these books too. I look for Brené's reassuring words when I need a comforting ear. And I'll reach for Jen when I know I need a boot up the bum to get out of a slump. So it's time to ask yourself why your reader is picking up your book and the journey you want to take them on. Consider each phase of your reader's journey, from base camp to final destination. What are the obstacles they typically will be facing on their journey? You can then be sure you're able to guide them, in true Sherpa style, to the summit of their journey and help them achieve success. I hope you enjoyed this episode and realised how important it is to really know your reader's journey. It's remarkable to think that your words can help someone go through something transformational in their lives. So take the time to work it all out. You won't regret it. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. 
Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. It's available on Amazon and on my website. You can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly free newsletter, which is funnily enough called The Right Stuff, full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing. All links are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing.